0: hello welcome once again to my podcast i hope you had um, a beautiful weekend a beautiful day thank you so much for taking your time to come and listen to the word of god now today my topic my topic is um, righteousness and holiness when we say righteous what does it mean you know righteousness righteousness as a topic is one of the most controversial and misunderstood topics in christianity okay now when we say when we say righteousness what what does it even mean righteousness is um being able to stand before god being fully justified meaning you have no sin within you god doesn't see any sin within you that is what we call righteousness and now oftentimes when People hear righteousness or when people explain righteousness or people understand righteousness to be something that you have to do to, to acquire that state. When I say something that you have to do, people think, people think you have to, um, fulfill certain laws before you can be called righteous. Okay. Now today I'm here to challenge your thinking. All right. I'm here to challenge your thinking and and everything that I'm going to say to you and everything that I utter from my mouth is purely based on the word of God, okay, It's purely based on the Word of God, not from my own understanding, but from the Word of God. Now, when we say righteousness, people think people think you have to um obey the Ten Commandments and fulfill the Ten Commandments fully before you are able to be called righteous now today i'm here to tell you that is not the case okay to be called righteous to be called righteous you don't have to fulfill all the commandments of god all the um the mosaic laws or all the laws of moses to be called righteous no does that mean i'm 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 doing away with the laws of moses or i'm doing away with the ten commandments no all right so i'll i'll explain into more details so let's just get into it okay so let's go to um romans chapter 3 verse 19 to 31 romans three nineteen to 31 okay and now it's it's race romans 3 19 now we know that whatever the law says it says to those who are under the law that every mouth May be stopped, and all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. Alright, so let me just, let me just, um, explain this a little bit, then we continue, okay? So if you read Romans 3, um chapter 20 it says therefore by the deeds of the law no flesh will be justified in his sight for the law is the knowledge of sin now when we say the law is the knowledge of sin what does it even mean if you know if god didn't say if god didn't say if you kill it's a sin you actually does you, you actually don't know killing is a sin right if god now let's say if god says that if God says that, um, if you cut your fingernails, cutting your fingernails is a sin. All right. And, and God makes it a law. Um, your knowledge, your knowledge about cutting, cutting your, your, your fingernails gets amplified. Um, am I speaking to somebody? Do you, do you understand me? What I, what I'm trying to, what, what I'm trying to say is that the law gives you knowledge of sin. The law gives you knowledge of sin. If there is no law there, there there is no sin. So if God hasn't said that if you cut your nails it's a sin, there's nothing like cutting your nails and 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 sinning against God. You you get my point. If if God if God didn't say that if God if, if God didn't say that cutting your 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 the hair in your nose is a sin, then you don't know that cutting your hair the hair in your nose is a sin. Do you get my point so the law the law came the law came to to give us more knowledge of sin all right it says therefore by the deeds of the law no flesh will be justified in his sight for by the law is the knowledge of sin so if you try to go according to the law you will never be justified in the sight of god no mind the one saying it no is the bible romans 3 verse 20 it says therefore by the deeds of the law no flesh will be justified in his sight for by the law is the knowledge of sin all right so let me continue all right so if you go to 21 it says but now the righteousness of god apart from the law is revealed being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of god through faith in jesus christ To all and on all who believe, for there is no difference, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Now, oftentimes, oftentimes, we hear people say, Um, nobody is righteous because Romans 3 23 says that for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. For that matter, we are all sinners and nobody is righteous. Now, people people make mistake with this quotation because to to fully understand this quotation okay you have to read you have to read from you have to read from 19 to 23 to fully understand this quotation you just you, you just don't pick you just don't pick the quotation and single it out and and draw meanings out of it oftentimes people say um for all have absent and for short of the glory of god and because of that we are all sinners and nobody is righteous. No, no, that is not what it means. What, what this is trying to tell us is that the law, the law came to give us knowledge of our sins. Okay. It came to, it came to amplify our, our sinful nature. All right. So by the laws, by the laws, before Christ came, we are all sinners. Before Christ, we are all sinners. That is why, 20, um, 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 Romans 3, 23, 23, is saying that for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Because we, before Christ, before Christ, we're all sinners. It doesn't matter, it doesn't matter if you're, if you were a Pharisee or Sadducees or whatever. See, by the knowledge, by the law, by the law is the knowledge of sin. So if you are trying to go according to the laws, you are automatically a sinner so before so before um jesus christ before jesus christ all were sinners we are all sinners that, and that is what romans three twenty three is trying to say before christ we are all sinners for all sin and fall short of the glory of god yes and christ came to do something all right so let's let's um go further let's read further okay if you continue now we're on 24 right being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in jesus christ you see so after 20 after 23 saying that for all have sinned and for short of the glory of god all right what does 24 say being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in jesus christ so before christ before christ you were all sinners all right and christ came to save us from our sins he came to justify us freely by grace all right so christ came to redeem us from our sins am i the one saying it no it's the bible read romans 3 24 it says being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in jesus christ right so don't pick romans 323 only that quotation and single it out and draw meanings out of it you you have to read from from a place to a certain place to get the full meaning all right although romans 23 romans 323 says that for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of god yes that was before christ and what did christ do when he came he came to redeem us from our sins through his grace Okay, now if you go to twenty-five, it says that Romans three twenty-five, whom God set forth as a propitiation by His blood through faith to demonstrate His righteousness, because in His forbearance God has passed over the sins that were previously committed. Okay, to demonstrate at the present time His righteousness that He might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. All right, so now this is trying to tell us that to be called righteous, to be called righteous, you don't have to, you don't have to um, rigidly follow the laws, the Ten Commandments to be called righteousness, to be called righteous, sorry. All you have to do is to have faith in Jesus Christ and righteousness is given to you. Righteousness is something that is acquired as a gift you can't do anything to acquire righteousness you can't earn it you can't work to acquire righteousness no righteousness is a free gift christ came to die to give us to 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 give us that gift of righteousness he came he came to die and his blood was used in place to to redeem us from our sins so righteousness you don't have to fulfill the laws to be called righteous no you don't have to fulfill the laws to be called righteous now if you continue reading romans 327 says where is boasting then it is it is excluded by what law of works no but by the law of faith what romans 23 verse 27 is trying to say is that um you know people often try to you know um justify justify their righteousness because of what they what they do Um, and every month i give charity i give i give money to the orphans i give money to widows i give food to widows um i i go to church every 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 sunday i i do i do um i do my quiet time Um, i fast and for that uh, i should be called righteous that is that is what people think and that is what people often boast about that is why romans 20 romans 327 says where is boasting then it is excluded by what law of works when we say works works is works is your being your you being able to follow um the laws of god that is works let's say giving charity Going to church, helping the poor and the needy, they are all works okay so twenty m um, m um, romans three twenty seven says where is boasting then it is excluded by what law of works no, but by the law of faith okay, so being called righteous, being called righteous You don't have to follow the law or you don't have to, you don't have to fulfill all the laws to be called righteous. No, but just having faith, all right, having faith in, in Jesus Christ gives you that gift of righteousness. You You automatically acquire that gift of righteousness by just, by just believing in, believing in Jesus Christ all right so let's let's go to Romans. let's continue reading romans 3 we are on 28 therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith apart from the deeds of the law you see what i was saying he says that therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith apart from the deeds of the law or is he the god of the jews only is he not also the god of the gentiles yes of the yes of the gentiles also since there is one god who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith do we then make void the law through faith certainly not on the contrary we establish the law so you see this this verses is is trying to tell us that we don't you don't have to you don't have to obey you don't have to um obey the law rigidly to be called righteousness to be called the righteousness of god but to have faith in god uh, in jesus christ have faith in jesus christ and you you acquire that state of righteousness you acquire the gift of righteousness am i the one saying it no i've already proved to you with the word of god with with the bible okay now let's go to I'm giving you more proof, okay? Let's go to Romans. Let's go to Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4, verse 5 to 6. It says that, But to him who does not work, but believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness. Okay? Let me read again. It says, Romans 4, 5 to 6. Alright? So, verse 5. But to him who does not work but believes on him who justifies the ungodly his faith is accounted for righteousness (laughs) am i speaking to somebody so now hallelujah so now i'm not i'm not the one saying that having just having faith you acquire the state of righteousness no it's the word of god that is saying it romans 4 chapter 5 says that but to him who does not work but believes on him who justifies the ungodly his faith is accounted for righteousness so just having faith in jesus christ you are called righteous you are seen before god blameless of any sin by just having faith in jesus christ okay now if you read further it says just as david also describes the blessedness of the man to whom god imputes righteousness apart from works Okay, so am I the one saying it? No, it's the word of God that is saying that acquiring righteousness, you don't have to you don't have to fulfill all the laws all the mosaic laws to be called righteous. No, all you have to do is to have faith in Jesus Christ. Believe that he came to die for you and resurrected and saved you from all your sins and you are called righteous righteous okay so you you don't have to do you don't have to do all the all the laws or the mosaic laws to be called righteous all right let's go to i'm giving you more i'm giving you more proofs you know this topic this topic um is is widely misunderstood and when we try to preach this topic it's it becomes difficult for people to to understand it or it becomes difficult for people to adjust to the fact that you just have to have faith to believe in jesus christ people often people often think you have to do something and just have just having faith in jesus christ is not enough to get the to to be called righteous that is that is what people often feel like that you having just faith having just faith is not enough to be called righteous therefore you have to do certain things so so whenever this topic is being preached you need a lot of quotations to prove to people all right that is why i'm quoting a lot of scriptures today let's go to romans chapter one i'm sorry romans chapter five verse one romans chapter five verse one what does it say it says therefore having been justified by faith we have peace with god through our lord jesus christ you see therefore having been justified by faith we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ what does it mean to be called to be justified that means you have no you have been upright being seen as upright being seen as somebody without any sin all right therefore having therefore having been justified by faith we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ okay so by just having faith in Jesus Christ you are being justified. You still don't believe. I'm you I'm you, i, I, I challenging your thinking. You you still don't believe that you just have to you just have to have faith in Jesus Christ. You think it's not enough. All right, so let's go to let's go to Romans chapter ten verse four. Let's go to Romans chapter ten verse four. Now, Romans chapter ten verse four. What does it say? It says, "For Christ is the end of the law." Hmm. <laughs> hallelujah It says for christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes bam am i the one saying it no it's the word of god romans 10 4 it says for christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes so believing in jesus christ believing in jesus christ with your hearts gives you that free gift that is righteousness being fully justified before god if you believe in jesus christ and accept him as your lord and personal savior god god sees you as righteous god sees you as someone without anything am i the one saying it no the bible saying it yes okay so does this mean does this mean the law is not important does this mean the law is not important certainly not or does this mean we we have to do away with the law no certainly not that is wrong no even first of all when we say i i keep on saying law 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 what do i even mean by the law what do i mean by the law now let's go to exodus chapter 20 if you go to exodus chapter 20 you see all the laws i'm talking about over there exodus 20 quick are you there are you on exodus 20. Mm. hallelujah it brings me much joy when i'm when i'm when i'm preaching the word of god or when i'm teaching the word of god it brings me much much joy um are you there are you on exodus 20 now good as you are there exodus 20 read and god spoke all these words saying i am the lord your god who brought you out of the land of egypt out of the house of bondage you shall have no other gods before me you shall not make it for yourself a carved image any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth now if you read further it tells it it gives you all the laws, all the Moses, all the law, the Mosaic law, all the laws God gave to Moses. And that is when I say law, 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 that is what, that is the kind of, or that is the laws I'm talking about. Okay, so does this mean we have to, we have to void the law? Since Christ, Christ is the end of the law. Does that mean the law is no longer important? Does that mean we don't have to respect the law anymore? now let's go to romans chapter 3 romans chapter 3 verse 27 to 31 romans 327 real quick are you there romans 327 it says what is boasting then it is excluded by what law of works no but by the law of faith okay so 28 therefore we conclude that that a man is justified by faith apart from the deeds of the law 29 or oh, is he the god of the jews only is he not also the god of the gentiles yes of the gentiles also 30 since there is one god who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith 31 he so said do we then make void the law through faith this is what i would like to emphasize do we then 31 do we then make void the law through faith certainly not on the contrary we establish the law all right so jesus christ being the end having faith in jesus christ being the end of the law doesn't mean we have to void the law no on the contrary we establish the law let's go to matthew chapter 5 verse 17 Matthew five seventeen real quick fast Alright Matthew five seventeen Are you there? Matthew five seventeen Okay So Matthew five seventeen to eighteen what does it say? And I read Do not think that I came to destroy the law. This is Jesus speaking, okay? So in your Bible, you can see that, okay, most of the Bibles, you can see that this side is, is painted in, in red ink. It's written in red ink. That is because that is Jesus speaking directly. Okay? Now, um, Matthew 5, 17 says, do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill for assuredly, I say to you, till heaven and earth pass away, one jot or one title will by no means pass from the law till all is fulfilled. So you see, Jesus himself, even though um, Romans is saying, Jesus is saying, is he the end of the law? if you go to if you go to matthew 5 17 to 18 he is he's, he's telling us that he didn't come to end the law all right he didn't come to end the law on the contrary he came to establish the law even though having faith in him even though having faith in him is the end of the law that doesn't mean the law has been voided no on the contrary it has been established Okay. Now let's So now since since we are called righteous and justified through faith and not to works. Does this mean that we can do anything we like? Since since you don't have to fulfill all the laws of Moses. And just having faith in Jesus Christ makes you righteous, does this mean we can do anything we like? Because just having faith, just having faith in Jesus makes you righteous, right? So does this mean, does this mean we have to do anything we like? You know, whenever we preach righteousness, you might think righteousness is giving you free ticket to go and sin. When we preach righteousness, eh, (laughs) you might think it's giving you free ticket to go and sin, but that is not the case. Okay. And that is not what we seek to we seek to make you understand no now let's go to romans chapter 6 verse 1 romans chapter 6 verse 1 to 4 it says that what shall we say then shall we continue in sin that grace may abound you see it says that what shall we say then shall we continue in sin that grace may abound because there is grace because just having faith in jesus christ makes you righteous does that mean we should continue to sin what does it say chapter um verse 2 says certainly not how shall we who die to sin live any longer in it or do you not know that as many of us were baptized into christ jesus were baptized into his death therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death that just as christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the father even so we also should walk in newness of life so just like christ died just like the way christ died to um to just to, to save us from our sin that w- that was the same way we were also dead to sin so so having faith in jesus christ you should be dead to sin it's it's just like it's just like being being in the mud okay being so dirty in the mud and somebody comes to save you or takes you out of the mud and cleans you up and 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 makes you whole and clean again do you go back do you go back to playing the mud again to dirty yourself no you try as much as possible to stay away from the mud all right to keep yourself clean okay so so having faith or or believing in jesus doesn't or getting the free gift of righteousness doesn't warrant you to continue to sin no no on the contrary on the contrary it should even encourage you to live a new life all right to live an upright life to try and please god Alright. That is, that is what, that is what this whole sermon is about. It's not about giving you or giving you the ticket or warranting you to go and sin more. No. Let's go to Romans chapter 12, verse 1 to 2. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 to 2. It says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your your body is a living sacrifice wholly acceptable to God which is your reasonable service and do not be conformed but um, do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God you see so if you come to Uh, if you come to believe in jesus christ this your body all right this your flesh becomes the temple of god and as a temple of god you don't have to take you don't have to take anything just like that into the temple of god right you respect the temple of god okay you 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 give reverence to the temple of god okay so you have to give reverence to the temple of god you you have to present your bodies as a living sacrifice to god okay and uh, as every every sacrifice it has to be it has to be without any blemishes all right so let's try as much as possible even though even though um righteousness is a free gift and just by believing in Jesus Christ we are being called righteous that doesn't mean you have to go and sin no but then we should we should present our bodies as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable to God okay and after believing in Jesus Christ and presenting your your body as a living sacrifice to to God you have to do what renew your mind because this mind this mind as you were in the world you were as you were conformed to the world your mind has has attracted so so many silly things of the world to itself okay so you have to constantly try to renew your mind and how do you renew your mind by feeding on the word of god listening to the word of god reading the word of god studying the word of god listening to gospel musics okay and this is what we call renewing of the mind because when you were once in the world when you were once in the world this your mind is hung on to so many silly things worldly music um drugs profane profane movies pornographies a lot of a lot of bad stuff that is in the world is 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 trapped inside your mind all right sometimes sometimes you can even you can even you can even be in church and you will be hearing <laughs> you will be hearing some worldly music inside your inside your head It has happened to me before if you are in the world okay if you're in the world and you leave the world and 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 become and become a part of christ become a part of the body of christ your mind isn't instantly changed no it's it's a process it's a gradual process that is why that is why the bible the, the bible is saying um, romans chapter 12 verse 2 it's saying do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind all right so renewing as you can see the the word there is 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 um it's a word that means renewing means process of changing it didn't say renew though it said renewing that means it's a it's a gradual process in the making all right so if if you leave the world and you come and become a part, a part of the body of Christ, your mind is not instantly changed, but it grows through a process, all right? So you can see that after you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, and even though you are walking in the ways of God and in the will of God, still your mind can, you can be having, sometimes you can be having some silly thoughts or You can be, you can even be in church, eh? You can even be in church, and and (laughs) this is so funny. You can even be in church, and some worldly music can can just come into your head. It it happens. That is because the mind doesn't change instantly, but it's a con it's a continuous process. Okay, it's a continuous process. So let's so let's continue. Um. Oftentimes, okay, oftentimes I used to, I used to read and I used to hear people say that there are contradictions in the Bible. Okay, I used to hear people say that there are contradictions in the Bible. And that is, people say that because they don't, they don't really study the word of God and they pick quotations out of context and just draw meanings out of it now there are some there are some quotations in the bible in regards to righteousness and you might think there is some contradiction but no there is no contradiction now let's go to let's go to james chapter four, um chapter 2 verse 24 james 22 sorry james chapter 2 verse 24 James 2.24. Are you there? Mm-hmm. James 2.24. Quick, 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 quick. Alright. So I'll be ending very soon. Let's, let's be fast. James 2.24. Hallelujah. James 2.24. What does it say? James 2.24. Can I read now? Are you there? Can I read now? It says. It says. You see then that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. (laughs) Let me read it again. It says, You see then that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. But we were were just saying that a man is justified through faith and not through works, right? That is is what we are saying, right? Right? But if you read James chapter two verse twenty four it says that you see then that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. Let's go to Romans chapter three verse twenty eight. Romans three twenty eight. Are you there? Romans three twenty eight. What does it say? If you are there I'm reading therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith apart from the deeds of the law so um, james 2 24 is saying that a man is not justified by faith only but by works but romans 3 28 is also saying that a man is justified by faith apart from the deeds of the law so you might think there's a contradiction right that is what you might you might be thinking but that is not the case okay so let's go to romans um i'm sorry let's go to james chapter james chapter 2 verse 24 but then we, we are going to read from the top you see mostly people pick quotations out of context they just pick one quotation single it out and draw meanings out of it That is not how, that is not how the Bible is to be studied. You have to start from a point before you can, you can understand the whole thing. Okay, so let me start from, let me start from 14. James 2 verse 14. James chapter 2 verse 14. It says that what does it profit my brethren if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save you? If you a brother or a sister if a brother or a sister is naked and destitute of of daily food and one of you says to them depart in peace be warmed and filled but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body what does it profit that's also faith by itself if it does not have works is dead but someone will say you have faith and i have works show me your faith without your work and i will show you my faith by my works you believe that there is you believe that there is works sorry you believe that there is one god you do well even the demons believe and tremble but do you want to know O foolish man that faith without works is dead was not abraham our father justified by works when he offered isaac his son on the altar Do you see that faith was working together with with his works? And by works, faith was made perfect. And the scripture was fulfilled, which says, Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. And he was called the friend of God. You see, you see then that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. Now, if you read from Romans chapter 40, what's to 24, what's what james is trying to tell us is that you say you have faith in god okay but sorry you say you have faith in jesus but you see you see a friend suffering and you pass by without helping that friend you say you have faith in jesus christ yet you see you see your mother you see your mother suffering and you, you 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 don't help your mother or you disrespect your mother but you say you have faith in jesus you have faith in jesus you see you see a brother or a sister very hungry and you have every means to help that person but you don't but you don't help that person yet you say you have faith in jesus christ so what's what is the purpose of your faith if if you see somebody hungry, but you don't help that person. Faith, faith is, okay, now let me, let me put it this way. Works is a byproduct of faith. So if you say you have faith, the works, the works is just a byproduct. I'm not saying, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that works is what's gives you righteous makes you righteous no but works is a byproduct of faith if you have faith if you have faith the works should follow automatically you can't say you have faith you can't say you have faith and you see a brother in need and you don't help that person that faith is dead if you have that kind of faith but you see somebody who needs help and you don't help that faith is dead it's like let me let me take a tree a pear tree for for instance okay now we see a pear tree we all know that we all know that um trees absorb trees absorb carbon dioxide and they process it and they give out oxygen to the environment for we humans to breathe in right Okay, so now let's see it this way. The tree let's see it this way: the tree is us. The tree is us Christians, okay. And the carbon dioxide in the environment is is the faith. So we we as the tree we absorb the carbon dioxide. Alright. So after the process After processing the carbon dioxide, we have to give something back. As the pear tree, the pear tree has to give something back, and that is the oxygen. It produces oxygen automatically. It doesn't, the tree doesn't have to do, um, the tree doesn't have to undergo certain processes or special processes to produce that oxygen. No. So far as it has, it has consumed that carbon dioxide, Which is, which is the faith. All right. As Christians, so far the pear tree has consumed the carbon dioxide. It processes it and it processes it and brings it back to the environment as it gives oxygen as its byproduct. Do you, do you understand me? Am I, am I preaching or am I teaching somebody? Hallelujah. It, it gives back the oxygen to the, to the environment automatically. That is the same way if you are if you are in the body of Christ if you are a Christian and you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal savior and you are keeping the faith all right automatically your works your works should reflect your faith all right your works should should ref- automatically you have to you have to be you have to do good if you see a brother if you see a brother you automatically want to help that person You respect your parents. Okay. You don't, you don't envy your brother. That is the, 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 the byproduct of faith. You don't envy your brother. You don't, you don't commit adultery. You don't covet. You don't, you don't murder. You don't steal. All right. So just like what Jesus said, on the contrary, we are establishing the law. Mm? So just by having faith, your byproducts are are the works which is establishing the law by just having faith. Your byproducts will be will be will be automatically works that are establishing the law. Do you understand my mind? Am, am I preaching to somebody? So, in actual fact, the um, James twenty four and Romans three twenty eight is not contradicting at all but what james is trying to tell us is that if you have faith it has it has to your faith has to produce works which which are establishing the law okay if you have faith you wouldn't commit adultery if you have faith in jesus christ you won't envy your brother if you have faith in jesus christ you wouldn't steal. if you have faith in jesus christ you won't murder and these are the laws all right so just having the faith you are producing works works that are establishing the law so jesus saying that on the contrary we are established the establishing the law is really really true all right you can't say you have faith and you are you are you are an armed robber you can't say you have faith and you are committing adultery then your faith is dead yes then your faith is dead that is not how it it works automatically if you have faith if you have faith your faith will produce some works and that works is is the law being established so james 2 24 and romans three twenty eight is not contradicting at all all right it's not contradicting at all now abraham abraham was called righteous because he believed in god god told abraham to sacrifice his son isaac all right but what's happened did abram really do this abram abram just didn't sleep abram didn't sleep in his bed and said that um god says that i should sacrifice isaac and i believe i believe that i believe in what whatever god is saying and i will follow his word and he just slept there he actually he actually moved right and at the last minute that he nearly cut the, the throat of Isaac, God stopped him. So you see, actually Abraham actually performed the work. Alright? So if you say you have faith, if you say you have faith, your faith produces works. Works are the byproduct of faith. I'm not saying that works, we shouldn't we shouldn't um turn the priority. In order of priority faith comes first faith comes first followed by your works works is a byproduct of your faith yes so Romans Romans 328 and James 224 is not contradicting at all okay so this brings us to the end of our of our um righteousness topic today this brings us to the end of our righteousness topic today. Um, 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 okay, let me just, let me just end here because I've, I've taken much, much time today. So I'm going to end here. On another time or another day, I will touch on, um, holiness. I'll touch on, I'll touch on holiness. So I will, I will end here today all right so before you go let's go to romans chapter 10 romans chapter 10 verse 10 romans 10 10 all right romans 10 10 now to be to be able to acquire that state of righteousness or to be able to get that gift of righteousness there is something there is something you have to do okay There is something you have to do apart from, apart from, um, believing in, apart from believing in, let's go to Romans chapter three, 27 to 31. Okay. I'm sorry. No, let's go to Matthew chapter 22 verse 37 real quick fast. All right. Before I end, let's go to Matthew chapter 22 verse 37. Are you there? Matthew 22, 26 Matthew 22, 37. I'm there. Are you there? Should I wait or I should go? Hallelujah. Should I wait or I should go? Okay, I'm going. Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and the great commandment. And the second is to like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So, to be able to, to be able to, um, get that free gift of righteousness, you have to believe in Jesus Christ. Having faith in Jesus Christ, having faith in Jesus Christ, you are establishing the law. All right now having faith in jesus christ comes with certain things that means you shall love the lord your god with all your heart with all your soul with all your mind and this is the first and great commandment and the second is like it you shall love your neighbor as yourself on these two commandments hang all the hang all the law and the prophets so we are not we are not voiding the law of moses no we are not voiding the law of moses but all the laws all the laws of moses have been summed up into two laws has been summed up into two laws and that is you shall love the lord your god with all your heart with all your soul and with all your mind this is the first great commandment okay and the second is is like it you shall love your neighbor as yourself if you do these two things, you are, you've established all the law. And having faith in Jesus Christ gives you the gift of righteousness. Okay? So that is it. I've proved to you with a lot of quotations that righteousness is by having faith in Jesus Christ. Okay? Righteousness is by having faith in Jesus Christ. Now, if you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior... I would like to, I would like you to consider him, accepting him, and getting that free gift, okay, of righteousness, being able to stand before him, blameless of innocent. All right. So let's go to Romans chapter 10. Let's go to Romans chapter 10, verse 10. Romans chapter 10, verse 10 says that for with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation all right so if you haven't if you haven't accepted jesus christ as your lord and personal savior i want you to say this with me okay i want you to say this are you ready i want you to believe in your heart first of all it's it's all about believing so believe in your heart that Jesus Christ came to die for you and resurrected. Alright, so, say this after me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I thank you for all what you've done for me, what you are doing for me, and what you are about to do for me. I accept that I am a sinner. And I believe you came to die on the cross to save me. From my sins from today i want you to come and live inside my heart i want you to be able to walk in your ways and in your role i believe that you died on the cross to save me from my sins and i take you today as my lord and my personal savior i thank you so much For coming to live inside my heart. I believe in you. And I thank you for the free gift of righteousness. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ I pray. Amen. Congratulations. If you say this prayer. Congratulations. You now have the free gift of righteousness. And you are now a part of the body of Christ. So continue to listen to my book podcast and um you le- you get to learn more and more about jesus and the ways and, and, and the ways and means to walk in his ways and working in the role of god thank you so much for listening to my podcast may god be with you and have a wonderful day bye-bye <laughs>